Views expressed by Casters Guild members are only the opinions of that member, and that could change from day to day. Guild members may use mature language, but that in no way means they are mature. Listener discretion is advised. Grab your ninja headband and head for your favorite ramen shop. Whether you're a ninjutsu master or fully rely on your taijutsu, we'll get you through that tune-in exam. And that's the spell we're casting tonight on Casters Guild. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's episode of Casters Guild. Uh, as you can probably tell from that intro, we're talking Naruto. I am the Girudo Hage of Casters Guild, Rick Perry. And I am Baron, ninja of the Hidden Valley Ranch, Kane. <laughs> and with us tonight for the first time as a very special guest, feel free to introduce yourself. I am a swag Hage leader of the village hidden in the swag. Got all sorts of really powerful ninja, myself included. Pleasure to be here. Oh, thanks very much for being on. So, like I said, we're talking Naruto tonight, and the way we usually like to start this cast is what's your favorite. So uh, I'm going to start with uh, who is your favorite ninja? There's a couple pretty cool ones, because like there's a lot of characters. I really like Minato, the, the yellow flash, the fourth Hokage. He's he's pretty cool. He doesn't do like like a ton, uh, but whenever he is on screen, he's uh, you know, he's always doing something nifty. It, this is kind of this is a pretty polarizing character. I also really like Sasuke. I've always found Sasuke super compelling. Uh, I think he's neat, and for one of uh, you know for a shonen rival character, I think he's fairly nuanced. And then uh, as for villains, I really like Madara. I think everybody likes Madara. Yeah. Right? Madara is Madara is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Oh, guilt train. <laughs> guilt train coming through. I guess I got cheated there. I, I gave three answers, but uh, no, it's, it's no, no. You do the same shit every time. It was almost always, you like fell right into our format without even asking. <laughs> it almost always ends up as top three. Yeah. Baron? Uh, well, I mean, first and foremost, my all time favorite, the whole thing is Jiraiya, the pervy sage himself. Yeah, he's a good one. I, I just love just love the whole arc. Love the whole arc. And I would have to say that I'm thinking of like my, my favorite villains, and I keep getting stuck on Pain. Pain's really good. Yeah, like he's, I, I, he's a great number one. Yeah, yeah. that was And that arc was just great. And, yeah. and I think the reason why I like that arc so much is because it made me like Hinata even more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. She's like, she's just kind of stuck there for a little bit, and you're just wanting her to get an opportunity to do something. And, you know, the thing she does is actually like really big. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel like contrived or anything. You know, it definitely feels like something that she would do. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, you go, girl. Yeah, it wasn't one of those forced girl power mo moments. It was yeah, like yeah. pure, organic, her coming out, realizing her own potential, and just kicking ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't It wasn't like tokenism or like, you know, look. So there's like, Kishimoto definitely has an issue given his uh, female character stuff to do. But, you know, like there's there's some good examples of them being really cool. You know, Sakura versus Sasori is obviously a really good one. And Hinata fighting pain is 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 fantastic. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. like like she loses, 
of course. But right. it's it's good. It's a catalyst for you know uh, Naruto actually coming back and winning the fight. So. Right. Yes. That exactly. whole arc is full of good stuff, though. Pain is really mm-hmm. scary. You know, he um, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> kills Jiraiya. And you're like, oh wow, oh my god, you know, like it didn't, and like the, the fight with Jiraiya is really good, and the fight with Naruto is really good, both like S class, like peak shown in battles right there, um, yeah. you know, back to back in the same arc. So yeah, I, I can agree. Pain is definitely up there for uh, for villains uh, in my opinion as well. I mean, like it's it's hard to say anything bad about him, right? Like he just, you know. He, checks every box as a villain oh, yeah. and got a good motivation incredible character design you know all of his lines are really good super cool powers like what more can you ask for definitely i i've always thought that the best villains are the ones that make the heroes better yeah pain definitely checked that box yeah yeah that's I, a real that's a real shonen trope is the villains who make the the heroes better yeah I mean, which is a good that, thing yeah. that goes across the board for me though that's like yeah. In comic books, that's that's movies. It's like the villain. The villain isn't there to win. The villain is never there to win. The villain is there to make the hero look good. Yeah, in exactly. In a, in a storytelling standpoint, I thought the the moment where they're like arguing and pain is explaining all of the horrible stuff he's going to do, and like Naruto's like, "No, nah, that's evil. That's wrong. It's not going to work." And then Pain's like, "Okay, so what's your answer for peace?" And then Naruto just kind of stomps. He's like, "Well." I, I don't got one yet, and Payne's like, "Yeah, that sounds to me like you don't, you don't have a valid critique of uh, what I'm doing here." And Naruto just kind of has to to sit on that. It's really cool. the The thing I'll I'll give Payne this applies to Obito as well. Uh, he's a much better foil to Naruto than Madara is. Madara and Naruto don't really have any uh, chemistry. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're not really related at all. Madara just uh, you know, uh, gets a pass and, uh, based on how how cool he is because he's really cool. But Pain does a lot of, like, like in terms of, like, narrative strength, Pain is definitely better, I think. I think I kind of hit my my top three. It was Jiraiya, Pain, and, and Hinata. I All mean, right. For no really any other reason than, you know, I just thought she was awesome. So, I mean, I guess in All terms right. of, like, if I was going to pick a rival kind of thing, I mean, definitely, definitely Broccoli. Broccoli's good, too. He's awesome. I mean, I mean, I mean he's just an all-around good guy, but he's, like, setting himself up to be everyone's rival anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, like, when he first shows up, like, the first thing he does is he just kicks the shit out of Sasuke, right? He kicks him right in the face. It's so good. <sighs> oh, and nothing is ever going to beat the fucking weight drops. Yeah. Oh, the weight drops. I know you said you stopped uh, reading once um, Haku and Zabuza happened. Right, right. But, so, yeah. Uh, so did you at least see the Rock Lee fight? Um, for our that- listeners, I'll say my only experience with Naruto is back when I was in, uh, let's see, early high school. Um, I used to go to my 7-Eleven weekly and pick up the Shonen Jump right off the, the shelves. And... I was there from like the beginning of the Naruto run and Shonen Jump until Zabuza and and uh, and Haku, but I have seen a, a few episodes and like a couple things where my friends are like, "You really need to check this out." And I'm assuming you're talking about the the Rock Lee Garu fight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Lee fights yeah. Gara and then he drops Gara, the weight and yeah. opens the gates. Yes. And yeah, that that fight is crazy. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. I did see that. And and I will say the couple times that I have started watching Naruto the anime, um, it's been because of moments like that where somebody sends me a video and is like, you need to check this out. It's really good. Mm, yeah. Um, and it's because of stuff like that. It's just Naruto doesn't just it just doesn't stick with me. I think I get um, it. it's mostly it's the long. dialogue. Um, like a lot of the dialogue, I'm just like, I don't know if I can get through this. But the fights I will I will get it are awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I can sort of get that. Sometimes it is very I don't want to say Kingdom Hearts esque because Kingdom Hearts is really bad about dialogue. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts is really, really bad, but it's the same sort of thing where it's like, yeah, people people don't really talk like this. But I, I, I think generally, at least early Naruto is pretty pretty good about this. It, it depends on what you're watching, uh, I guess, dub or sub. And I think that this issue is mitigated a little bit more in the manga. I, I, I can I can sort of see that. I do think that it is a, a valid criticism. Uh, and there is a lot of talking, as there tends to be in Shonen, when you have to explain how all the powers work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think that's why I stuck with the manga so long, like through Shonen yeah. Jump, because uh, it, it was, I think, a little bit better about that. Um, yeah. I will say... My top three from my early Naruto run, just from that run. It's funny that you bring up that fight, but because because you bring up that fight, Rock Lee and Gara are two of my favorite. With my number one favorite being uh, Kakashi. I, I, I was I was guessing that yeah, like with with the limited scope that you had, Kakashi's definitely the coolest guy there. Kakashi's so sick, you know. He, he and like, has my favorite summons. Mm-hmm. The, the the dogs, yeah, I, I love the pug. I was really confused about it, but whatever, I went with it. Yeah, like, like <laughs> some, you know, like Naruto's got this huge frog, Sasuke's got this gigantic snake, Sakura's got this big old slug, Kakashi's just got a little pug. Right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. he likes dogs. All right, I can yeah, take it. <laughs> I agree. I, I think it's really cool, and the dog's also pretty funny. It's not the size of the summon, it's how you use it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they do put in work. Like, they, they get Zabuza really good. You know, they they oh, yeah. come down, so. And I uh, found out, um, you said you like Gara. One of my, uh, I watch Critical Role. One of the guys on Critical Role actually does the American voice for Gara. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget what his name is. Ryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's really cool. He's um, I've heard him crop up in a few other things, but I, I always thought his Gara was really good. Oh, yeah. He does all kinds of voices. He's prolific. He's everywhere. Yeah. So they, they chose a good guy to do that voice. Yeah, I agree. I um I was one of the first people who noticed, actually, uh, that it was Yuri Lowenthal playing Spider-Man when the, the, the trailers for the game dropped. I was like, wait, oh, yeah. hold on. I, I told all my friends, they were like, no, nah, wait. Like and like, as soon as I said something, they were like, "No, oh, oh, yeah, you're right." Like I pointed out, I like he sounds a lot like Sasuke, and <laughs> yeah, I was right. So it's it's a little bizarre, like just hearing them pop up in other things. Um, like I mean, because like, but of like, of course they do. Like their voice actors, it's not like they're right. gonna like, just do Naruto. But you know, like like I I guess it's specifically when there's like such a huge contrast between the characters, like Peter Parker and Sasuke Uchiha. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that that and it's like when when the voice is that recognizable, yeah, obviously yeah. they're going to do voices and other stuff. But it's like, did you have to use the Sasuke voice? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, like there, uh, he's definitely going for a different thing, but I, I just think that his right. voice is so uh, like it still, it still crops up in his performance as Peter Parker, which oh, is yeah. very good, by the way. Oh yeah. Everybody says this about all the different Peter Parkers across all the different media. Everybody says, "Oh, this is one of the best ones." But 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 I, I do think that he's definitely on like the, the the upper end of Peter's. You know, I think he he grew a lot over the course of Naruto. The early dub is pretty rough, but by the end, he was doing a pretty good job as Sasuke. Well, I think you can say that about most of the voices in the early dub. Yeah, I mean, this applies to a lot of stuff that made it to the states, yeah. like early. 2000s uh late 90s you know the the original uh dragon ball z dub is rough uh oh yeah hi um no i I think that the the voices are just even 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 the voice actors think that the voices in kai are better Oh yeah, no, that was pure sarcasm. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, because because you'd be surprised that argument happens like. Oh really? Yeah, people like, no man, no man, you can't beat the classic dub, the the Bruce Faulkner music, and uh, I don't know, man, they changed the voice for Frieza. I don't, I don't like it. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Right, it's just not as good. And it's funny when arguments pop up like that because it's like you know I don't remember saying I didn't like it. Yeah. I'm just acknowledging mm-hmm. that it it could use a little work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it it definitely got better. That that's all the right. uh, yeah. Yeah, if people are arguing that original better. That's just a pure nostalgia argument. That oh, that's yeah. just that's what it sounded like when I was a kid. So it's better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh well, what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a couple tangents. My bad. That was all my fault. I'm the one who brought up Spider Man. That is but... the. That is the point of our podcast. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Again, I apologize. <laughs> all right, all right. Cool. Reading our format. I thought you just knew. <laughs> yeah, sick. So I think, as for early Naruto, which we were talking about earlier, I think right. that there are a lot of strengths in the early series that it definitely loses uh, towards the end. Uh, though I do feel that uh, the later portion of the series does uh, a handful of things better uh, but but like most people agree for example that the tuning exams is really good which is shocking considering it's like a, a really really it, it it owes a lot uh conceptually to uh another shonen exam not gonna not gonna name names uh, <laughs> but but they are very similar you know, you got uh, Hisoka and Orochimaru being like like the the exact same character archetype, but the tuning exam still manages to do something that's like wholly unique and doesn't feel like the hunter exam at all. Um, all the fights are really cool, like like that first like the the preliminary round uh, and like the the top eight are both really really cool. I want to know who is in charge of seeding though for the prelims. Like, how are you gonna book Rock Lee <laughs> versus Gara out, outside of top eight? You know, right? Man, I think just someone wanted to see. You know, it was probably uh, Rock Lee's uh, man guy. It was probably my, guy. My, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, why don't you? Because yeah, like like how else could a uh, seeding error like that happen? Like you got Rock right. Lee versus Gara and Sakura versus Eno in the same. And the same level of the bracket. Like I don't know. I don't know about that. Something's a little. Something's a little weird. They're, they're, they're drawing at random. Like there, there is no. There is no. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. If if someone was in charge, I'm telling you, it was guy, and he was like, okay, who's the strongest one here? 
All right, put Rock up against him. He's got yeah. him. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, like I, I mean, Lee would have won against anybody else in the room. Is oh the thing. yeah, like oh, like yeah. Gara just happened to be like, oh, okay, this is this is the strongest guy from like the whole Sand Village. He's never even been touched before. So Lee had his work cut out for him. I mean, like, the, even though that's definitely the best fight from the preliminary rounds, I think there are a handful of other good ones. Shino versus uh, Zaku, the dude with, like, holes in his hands, was pretty cool. When, like, Shino made him blow himself up. I forgot nobody about him. Nobody talks about this one, but so it's the first one where Sasuke fights the dude that can absorb chakra. And, okay. like, he's like, I can't use ninjutsu at all. Because uh, if I do the curse mark that Orochimaru just gave me is going to go out of control and I'll like, I'll, I'll collapse and get disqualified or whatever. So he ends up winning the fight by using the same kick that Lee had used on him. And then right. like, like, like that he copied with a Sharingan earlier and then developing it into like, like his own unique like Taijutsu thing, which is really cool. And he did like the guy's like instantly lights out. Right. I think that's neat. Um, it was pretty cool to see Sasuke in a position like that where he just wasn't able to do anything initially and had to be fairly creative. Well, it just really comes to us, I think, a little bit what the Sharingan is capable of, especially yeah. with somebody who can be creative with it. Because yeah, he yeah. took that, copied it, and he could have just, you know, copied it and did it exactly the same way, but, like, he was creative with it and turned it into his own thing. So. Well, the, the, the coolest thing about that, too, is, like, Lee didn't actually do the whole jutsu. Uh, the, 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 the finished one would have been where it's, like, where he wraps the, the bandages around Gara and then spins really fast and slams him into the ground. Right. But, but Guy didn't let him use that against Sasuke because he was like, hey, that's a forbidden technique or whatever. It'll, it'll damage you. So Sasuke didn't actually get to see that, so he had to make something up on the spot, uh, which was pretty neat. And, and he managed to do it, and uh, it looked really cool. I, I think the only really, like, bad fights from the first 10, like, the, the, the prelim rounds are Sakura versus Eno, just because, like, who cares, and uh, Naruto versus Kiba, because, like, the fight's cool at first, uh, but I think Naruto just gets hit too many times and doesn't really face any consequences for making a lot of stupid decisions. Yeah. Um, it's not horrible, but I don't think it's as good as any of the other stuff. Oh no, I, I will I will say I will say hands down, well, I mean the, the Rock Lee fight was definitely my favorite, but I the, agree. the the Sasuke fight was right up there though. Yeah. But those two were the, really the only ones to show up for. Yeah. And that's I mean it, it, the Sasuke has like a like a really good fight in the finals. His fight against Gara where he uses the Chidori for the fight, first oh, time that moment's so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guy is sitting there peeing his pants because he's like, wait, what Kakashi's like, yeah. So he copied Lee's like whole movement style. Like, like he just took his speed and copied it, copied it with the Sharingan. And Guy was like, Why? That's all he had. And Kakashi's like, it wasn't to spite you, I promise. He actually had to. And guy was like, Oh yeah, why? And then Sasuke gets up on the wall and starts charging the Chidori, you know, the, the badass jutsu that Kakashi used uh, to try and kill Zabuza. And it's like, yo, wait, what? He, he's doing it, and then he starts running down, and the music starts playing, and it's so cool. Uh, it's awesome. The, 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 there's another fight, though. I uh, can't forget it in, in the finals. It's also great. Uh, Shikamaru versus Tamari. The fight's so cool. So dope. Shikamaru is like 20 steps ahead of her the whole time, and he wins, and he just gives up because he's not a chakra. It's 
I, I wish Shikamaru had gotten to do more. He doesn't get totally wasted like some of the characters, but I think that that fight is probably where he peaked. And, and I mean, it's a good peak. Don't get me wrong. Like the fight's really good, but I think like it promised a lot more for him than what we got. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I like him. I would say that I like him, his character. Yeah, but I, I agree. He's, he's like... great. He's awesome. He's so cool. Oh yeah, so cool. And I feel like though that they 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 wasted a lot of yeah it. yeah like like it, it's not like again they didn't like Kishimoto didn't handle him like horribly but you know I I think like like it was cool when he like beat the Akatsuki guy like he's like immortal so Shikamaru was like all right I'll just blow you up and you'll be in pieces under a bunch of rubble and you won't be able to get out it, that, that that was pretty neat. Uh, you know, he led him away with Shadow Possession Jutsu and all that. It was cool. You know, he has, an, like, a member of the Akatsuki as, like, you know, somebody that he's defeated, which is, again, is awesome, but he doesn't do anything else after that. Of the right. of the side characters, I do think he gets uh, probably treated the best, yeah. but yeah. still, like, he, I do wish he would have uh, gotten to do more. Oh yeah, I, I I totally there for a little while. I even was thinking that he would, they would end up letting him be the next uh, Kage. Yeah, I mean, you know we were all we were all expecting Naruto, and you know we got it. But I mean, there for a second, that small little conspiracy theory in my head was, yeah, but he's gonna get it. He, he's definitely smart enough. The issue is he's not like strong enough because you got other people up there like you know Minato. Hashirama, all these like super duper powerful guys who like Shikamaru is just not on the level of. I think that's mm. the only thing stopping him. But he did become uh, Naruto's assistant, so you know he came, he came close, and he's a really good one. Naruto probably needs him, and probably asks for oh, his help yeah. all the time. Oh yeah, right hand man is not a bad position to be in. Yeah, it's probably one he put himself in. Let's be yeah. let's be real. <laughs> um, all right, guys. To kind of switch gears a little bit, yeah. All right, you are just now entering ninja school, right? Okay. Uh, time period does not matter. If you could choose your teacher, regardless of who it is, who are you choosing? This there are a lot of good options here. It really depends because I feel like the best approach to this is results oriented. Uh, thinking but i also feel like that's also very flawed because then the obvious answer would be kakashi but it wasn't really his uh, it wasn't really because of him that naruto and sasuke got that strong it, <laughs> that there were a lot of other factors that influenced that so if we like so i i guess i don't know i guess you'd have to do a blend of like results oriented thinking and like who would just be the coolest guy and who do you think would be the best teacher just like gut feeling and i feel like I already really like Minato, so Minato would probably be really good. But it's not like he knows like that many jutsu to like teach you. He knows like Shadow Clone, Rasengan, and Flying Rising, the teleport jutsu. Which are which are really good. So actually, yeah, probably him. If I can learn those, I'm set. <laughs> See, I, I would say and I, I I could easily say Daraya, because he's yeah. my favorite. But I've seen his teaching style. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know i think i think i would want i would want naruto's original teacher like from the naruto oh, original. Iruka? yes 
Yeah, he he'd be cool. He'd just be a really chill dude to hang out with, you know. And you know what? That's all I'd want. Yeah, I may yeah. walk out of there only knowing how to walk on water, but you know what? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um Naruto himself, maybe not he probably wouldn't be that good, but Sasuke would probably actually be a really good one. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Sasuke would teach you how to do everything and he'd make you feel terrible until you were the best of the best. He'd be like, nope, this sucks, not good enough. Don't know what you're doing here. So um he'd probably be pretty effective. So Minato not to Sasuke, mention, probably. Not to mention with Sasuke, if you became like a star pupil of his, you became his favorite. Uh, then maybe you know before he dies, he could gift you his Sharing gun. Yeah, so, or better yet, his uh, Rinnegan, which is uh, yeah, make you really crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean that that that'd definitely be neat though. Yeah, um, I'd like to have a Sharing gun if I didn't already. I would uh, like to. Well, I was about to say it would be cool to be born into the Uchiha clan, but then you remember what happens to them. So probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kind of sucked for a hot second. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it would be cool to be born into the Uchiha clan, assuming that didn't happen. But right. you know, it, it or that you good. you were one of the people who somehow survived it. Yeah, but but the only one is Sasuke. Well, I guess yeah. Obito, but that's like that's completely different circumstances. Um, right. So it's really just Sasuke. So yeah, prob- probably don't want to be in Uchiha. What clan would you guys want to be from? That's also a good question. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, so the issue with Huga is they're kind of like dickheads, right? Like they're really dogmatic and they're right. like super rigid about like how you have to live and like like you know like none of them know like any jutsu that aren't like like gentle fist biakugan stuff, right? I right, think right. that's like all they're allowed to do. Like Neji and Hinata never do like fire or lightning or anything. Uh, and according to some of like the data books, like the supplementary stuff, like Neji has like lightning and wind and water like element. Like 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 he he knows jutsu of those elements. He just never uses them. And I guess the only explanation is because he's not allowed to. They, they won't let him. And that would kind of suck. But at the same time, it'd be pretty cool to be able to see everything all the time. Nobody could ever sneak up on you. So maybe it'd be worth it. Yeah, it, it, would, it was definitely purely for those eyes. Yeah. I, I want to be a Huga where my parents died in a tragic accident and I got adopted by a different family. So I don't have to worry about any of that. And I get, <laughs> I get the cool eyes. See, there you go. No, it'd be cool to have your parents dive like a tragic, you know, yeah. accident. And then you're just adopted by like a normal family. Yeah, exactly. See, and then like, you're like the superstar of that family. <laughs> yeah. Like, look what he, look what he can do. Look, you know, he can, <laughs> he can see what's in this box. Wait. <laughs> Oh great! Now I'm now I'm thinking I'd be in like the Hyuga clan. My parents would die. I get adopted, but they end up being like these thieves. They oh, use yeah. me for like heists. Oh, it's just <laughs> yeah. See, so there's no, there's no winning there. I'm I'm that terrible. It would be terrible. The <laughs> the Kimimaro people, the, the the bone people, the Kaguya clan would be neat for their like power. Except like they were they were all apparently like horrible people who just liked fighting and killing people and they got themselves killed because they tried to fight the whole mist village by themselves. Um and Kimimaro was the only survivor. But man, that, that power to just like pull out your spine and like regenerate it and then use your spine as a weapon would be nuts. 
Like if I saw somebody do that, I, I, yeah, I, I'm out of there, right? Like that's pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, you just like, no, I'm good. Like yeah. you, yeah. you win. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll say I don't know a whole lot about too much of the clans. As a matter of fact, what I know about the clans might be wrong, except that the uh, like the Uchihas have the eye, yeah, and um, and that the Uzumakis are like have survivability. Like, yeah, they're, they're just, like, like hard really fuckers durable. to kill. They're yeah. really durable, and they know like crazy ceiling jutsu. The, so the jutsu I think that, that uh, Minato, uh, Naruto's dad, used to seal the nine-tailed fox inside of Naruto was actually taught to him by the Uzumaki clan because he wasn't part of it. Uh, Naruto's mom was, and uh, so either he was friends with some you know good ceiling ninja from it, or she just taught him like a bunch of ceiling jutsu that she knew. And there, there are some, like, really good ones. Like, one of them summons the Grim Reaper, and he just puts whatever you want in whatever you want. You die afterwards, but, I mean, like, it's it's a, like, like it can seal people, creatures, whatever, inside of other people, objects. So, Damn. like, if they got that kind of stuff in the Uzumaki clan, and also, like, you can just no-sell punches all day. That that'd be pretty cool too. That's probably the correct answer. So so based off of what I know, I think I would choose Uzumaki. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I would I would have chose that for you anyways. Like if I was choosing for you, totally yeah, I would put you in Uzumaki. They have oh. really bright red hair though, so you gotta maintain it a certain way. You basically have to have long hair, it'll look really stupid. Oh um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I have long hair hundred percent of the time anyway, that's and true. I die of it red already so i mean oh okay yeah there you go that works what uh what village do you think you'd want to be so all the strong people are in the leaf so i think i probably feel the safest there they have hashirama madara the third hokage was like my bad i just dropped something oh when he was alive everybody was like yeah he's the strongest kage now minato was even stronger than him Hashirama was even stronger than he was, and Madara was about the same level. Then, of course, they have Naruto, Sasuke, Kakashi. All these big boys were really, really, really tough. So, like, if any of the other villages ever tries to invade it, it's like, well, you know, you can probably rest easy at night. And if you're in any other village, complete opposite. you got to worry about all those people <laughs> being on the other team. Yeah. And you're like, ugh. Yeah, like like Minato had a, they just straight up had a flea on site order for him in the third war before he even became Hokage. He was like people were told because he could just like teleport everywhere, right? So like they were just like, yeah, if you run into him, you just just don't try to engage him. Nothing, you will die. And and like like one of the people he corners straight up tells him that that's how it's communicated to the audience. He's just like, hey man, please let me go. We have a, a flea on site order. <laughs> If we see you in our village, uh, I didn't know it was you. And then Minato's like, okay, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think, like, it's the cliche answer, but I think that my rationale is uh, is pretty good for why. Yeah, cliche answer does not mean that it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will, I will agree for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Because the aesthetic of that village is, it's it's tight. I love the aesthetic of that village. It's kind of like got that urban kind of, it, it's like, it's almost like a post-apocalyptic city had been retaken 
by these ninjas and just re-outfitted, rewired. It just looks great. Yeah, it does look awesome. And like the the Mount Rushmore Hokage faces are pretty cool. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I I love the whole, it's like, it's like urban isolation. It's like they have this urban life, but they're just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think the other villages do have something sort of similar. The sand village is just like in like a crater in the (laughs) desert. But the thing is, that's not nearly as appealing as like, like you said, this like urban, like feudal metropolis which the leaf village is um and the sand it would be really hot and like (laughs) uncomfortable and everybody would be upset all the time and like there wouldn't be anything to look at except sand and desert and more like the scenery around the leaf village is is pretty nice you know you got all these forests and stuff and then you got the sand village it's just desert and desert more desert the cloud village has a pretty cool aesthetic too it's got all these like big tall like like circular platforms and stuff all over the place and like mm-hmm. some of the village or some of the buildings are like like suspended like in the air and like hung vertically which is like really really cool um uh, but but i do think that um the leaf village is probably uh what i'd go with all things considered my limited knowledge means i'm choosing 100% off of how cool I think their headbands look, which means I'm going with the village hidden in the sound. Yeah. The the, the problem with that is it is a, a <laughs> fake village that Orochimaru made up so he could steal people and experiment on them and make them into his soldiers. So you would have a tough life. <laughs> yeah. That does sound <laughs> about right. <laughs> But, but uh, right, I have locked I've... in. You're being transported to the world of Naruto right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> typical of you, Rick. <laughs> but I uh, you know, at, at the end of it, I'll have one cool ass headband. So yeah, there is actually somebody like that. Uh, her name is Karin. Uh, she's part of Sasuke's team, and oh, uh, she has a weird. She has a weird power where, like, if you bite her you get healed. Um, oh, no! Yeah. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> it's, a, it's as weird as it sounds. Because she always, like, gasps when it happens, and you're like... Is, does he know? Did he do it on purpose? <laughs> Can I change my vote to favorite? Because I completely forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can, can always the do village that. Too. It'd be, it'd, it'd, oh, wait, wait. You mean character. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Character. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think Karin's pretty curl, uh, cool. My fiance hates her. She thinks she's really annoying, and I get it. But I, I I think she's dope. I think she's really funny too. I mean, besides her hitting a few of my buttons, she's yeah. actually still just a cool character. Yeah, she's um a really good like support like in Sasuke. Like for a really long time, uh, she was better at it than Sakura was. Uh, just because she like when Sasuke needed to locate someone, she was like a sensor type, so she could pinpoint where they were. And then of course she had the healing power. As weird as it was, it was it was very useful. Now so she she was just great there. And, but whereas through all of part one, Sakura wasn't doing anything, so Sasuke probably felt felt a lot better. I think the whole Taka team is really cool, actually. Suigetsu and Jugo are both dope. Yeah. I actually just love the teams that they, they do in this whole thing. Yeah, they all have really good chemistry. Um, oh, yeah. 
Rick, I don't know how many of the teams and like their dynamics you're familiar with, but um, not too many. There's the classic one, obviously. I think all the characters in Team Seven uh, work really well with one another. You know, Kakashi's a good leader. Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura all have uh, fantastic chemistry. Same applies to Lee, Neji, and Ten Ten are are just as good with Guy as their wacky leader. Um, oh yeah, yeah. All all the teams are really good. So, who's your favorite team? Um, as long as we're on the topic. Um. <laughs> Fair answer, fair answer. <laughs> <laughs> the Sanin, actually, the third Hokage's team, because uh, Hiruzen was was a cool leader, and Jiraiya, Tsunade, and Orochimaru are all some, like, S-tier characters. Uh, I think that especially the way that they're introduced uh, leaves a lot of, you know, there, there's a lot of intrigue there. Because, like, you meet Orochimaru, and then you meet Jiraiya, and then you meet Tsunade, like, all at separate points. And you slowly get bits and pieces of backstory about all of them and find out that they all used to be part of this really badass team that everybody liked and respected. And, you know, you find out about all the cool stuff they did together in the past. And, you know, they live up to all the hype. So I think that's probably the coolest team in Mario. Oh. I, I would say uh, Team 10. Yeah, that's so a like good that. answer, too. Yeah, Choji Ino, Asuma, Asuma. Uh, yeah. And I think I like them the best because they seem to be the most affectionate of each other. Yeah, they really like each other. Like, you can tell. Like, like, like and, even and, when Ino bullies Choji, like, early on, you can tell it's, like, it's not malicious. Like, she just gets annoyed with him, but she is clearly friends with him like they all root for each other and stuff you know and then yeah. they have an incredible team dynamic like that yo-yo shit that they do at the end where oh, like Choji yeah. turns into a boulder and shikamaru makes the shadow possession the string that's so cool mm -hmm. let me tell you speaking of choji his whole his whole transformation thing that he does <laughs> he just gets big that's his old power and well, it's, it's no no i mean uh, he when he grows the butterfly wings. Oh yeah, that that's also really cool. I agree. That blew me away. Yeah. It was almost like it was almost like like he he had those expansion jutsus and everything like that, but it was still almost like he was eating all of that food just to prepare for this moment. Yeah. And just uh, it was just it was so I think it was so great because it was so unexpected. Yeah, that arc was just full of really good fights. Yeah, like I didn't expect the 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 fat guy throw down to 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 be so so sick, but yeah, Choji versus Jiroba was awesome, and it was, it was just the first one. If you do watch one arc in isolation, Rick, uh, that one, uh, it's the Sasuke retrieval arc. Uh, Sasuke leaves the village, and they all gotta go track him down. And there's no Jonin or like elite ninja in the village, so they just have to send a bunch of the kids. And it is super high tension and like treacherous and dangerous, and all of them get really sick one-on-one -on -one fights. It's it's it, it, it's it's so cool. That does sound pretty good. Yeah, and you get the the classic expected Naruto versus Sasuke uh, at the end of the arc, and it's one of the best fights in the whole series. Uh, a contender for my favorite fight in Shonen. Like it's it's really really good. Right. I think I'll have to say that you you should make it through an arc just so you can sit through all that, that filler animation to hit that end arc animation. Holy yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
that that fight is so fluid and beautifully yeah. animated. Like you, you can tell they put a bunch of the budget into it. But oh my um, God, yes. like it, 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 and it clearly pays off. I, I think that fight is like up there with the the first round Goku versus Vegeta and Krolo versus Hisoka for me in my favorite shonen fights. Like it's it's really 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 good. I don't have anything bad to say about it. No, me neither. I mean. It, I'll bitch. I'll bitch about a lot of the stuff that Naruto does. Not Naruto, the character, but Naruto. yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, a bitch, but then like you get to those last few episodes and they you get that final fight and it's like, oh my god, this is a yeah. work of art. Yeah, both of the Naruto versus Sasuke battles are incredible. I, I have a hard time picking a favorite. I do think I like the first one a little bit more, but the second one is like perfect too. Like they're both ten out of tens, and if I prefer one, it's just barely. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's real fair. Like, so what would you say is your uh, your favorite technique? Uh, probably shadow clones. Uh, well, no, no, no. Sorry, it's uh, it's Kieran. But that, like, you I can I, also I to, like answer. I, you can break it up if you want to be like. This is my favorite ninjutsu, and this is my favorite taijutsu. If you want to break it up, that's fine, too. So I have to – so I'm, I'm going to say Kirin, but, like, the, the reason I didn't say that right away is because I, like, compartmentalized that as, like, 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 like I made a tier list video of, like, all the jutsu in Naruto. That, that, that was a bit of a, um, of a labor, by the way. I had to go through the whole manga chapter by chapter and screenshot every major jutsu that got used. So that I could put the images in the tier list because it didn't already exist yet. Like I made the template, so that took a while, but but it, it was a lot of fun to do. And I remember when I was making it and I got to Kieran, uh, I I just put it in its own tier and didn't say anything about it because like it like like it's just one of those jutsu that I like take for granted. Like is really good, and a lot of people agree with me when I say it. It's like this gigantic giraffe dragon thing made out of lightning that like. Sasuke, like in his battle against Itachi, which is built up for like super, super long, like the whole series up until it happens, like he just pulls it out, like right at the very end, and like even Itachi like shits his pants when he sees it. It's it's so dope, but I try not to count it because I do. I like being fair to all the other stuff in the series, and I think that it's like like in a, in a like on a, on a completely different level. For all non Kirin Jutsu, Shadow Clones is probably my favorite. It's definitely the one that would be the most practical to have in real life. Favorite Genjutsu is Sukuyomi. Insane. The way it works is uh, Itachi looks at you, and then you're caught in it, and he has you in there for 72 hours and can completely control everything you see, feel, smell, like, all of it, right? Like, like he, he has... Total domination over all your senses, including your perception of the flow of time. So he can make the 72 hours feel as long as he wants to. It's like it's all an illusion, but like the the, the mental strain that he can uh, place on people by just like tormenting them uh, for for that long is enough to kill a lot of people. Uh, and it's it's visually one of the, the the coolest things that the series ever does. Kaijutsu is the, the kick that a uh, guy did on Madara during uh, their fight. Uh, Night guy, he opens the eighth gate and just runs at him at full speed. And uh, it, it's sort of like when Vegeta does the final flash against Cell. He's, he's just like, all right, 
that just stand there and take it. Don't 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 be a bitch. Stand there and take it. See if you're really that strong. And Madara's like, all right, fine, bring it on. And guy does it and almost kills him. So uh, it, it it's it's pretty neat to look. At. It's just a kick, but it but it's a really 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 cool one. I would say, you know, I'm just gonna say, in terms of taijutsu, I just I just love it as a concept. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know why it's just in this world and I, and, and I blame uh, Rockley for this because it's like in this world of like magical ninjas, you have this fucker just running around all by his onesie, just kicking people in the face. And it's like, and he's kicking them so hard. It might as well be magic. So I, <laughs> I love the concept of Taijutsu period that they, that they took the time to, label this as like a ninja technique just the fighting just the fighting i love it <laughs> and then i'm gonna go with the the whole uh choji butterfly mode i i loved that it took me so off guard that's a ninjutsu right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it is the the butterfly mode is a uh, ninjutsu he like kind of like he punches people with it so it's i think it's like half taijutsu but uh it's the the, the mode itself is a ninjutsu right right so yeah, and I, I just I just love that concept, and, and it's also one of those I, I love the underrated characters, especially when they give them their moment to shine, and that was yeah. definitely his moment. Yeah. Um, as far as Genjutsu, I think I'm I think I'm just gonna agree with Swag on that one. That it's hard to beat that. <laughs> it, it's so insane, right? And, like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you if you control every one of the person's sense senses be it illusion or not what is really the difference i mean like yeah. if you can completely <laughs> control someone's perception and how they perceive things with every one of their senses how's someone supposed to tell the difference between reality and illusion at that point yeah, There's like, it's the same thing yeah you, you like you can't and the craziest part about it is i probably should have clarified the 72 hours doesn't actually pass as three days in real life it passes as one second like so uh like itachi looks at kakashi and then bam like you see him just get trapped in there and like two or three minutes pass like in the episode of him just getting like stabbed like like on like like just um bound to like like a cross basically just over and over and then like itachi like makes more of him and like more itachis to stab the extra kakashis and he can feel all of them and it's like two minutes of this and he's just like 71 days 23 hours, 59 <laughs> minutes, and 59 seconds to go. And that's like, uh, sorry, not 71 days, my bad. 71 hours, uh, 59 minutes, 59 seconds to go. And then Kakashi's just like, what? And then, like, it fast forwards through it all, and you get to the end. And then, like, the other two people who are there with him are like, Kakashi, hey, what happened? Like, as if, like, 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 it, it, and it's very clear immediately that just, like, it's just been like a split second, like, since the Genjutsu started. You're like, what? How can he do that? And like it, it the, the the trauma it inflicts on Kakashi is like so severe that they literally like they have to spend they dedicate the rest of the arc to going and finding the best medical ninja in the whole world just to get him out of his coma. Like they're like, yeah, that wow, this is really bad. Like I don't think anybody's gonna be able to save him from this. So it's like it's super super crazy. Like, and it wouldn't be nearly as cool if it didn't look so 
nice right because like all the colors are inverted too like when yep. it's active so like like it's like black and white with like a red sky and yeah like, like it's one of those things you kind of have to like see for yourself to get like why it's so cool yeah because the idea of it we could describe it all day but as soon as you see it you'll see what i mean the fact that they can take something like that and translate it so like visually the way they do it's, yeah. it's amazing well, and this is, like, how the character is, like, introduced, to. Like, this is the guy that Sasuke's been talking about beating all series. And you're like, wait, he has to fight <laughs> this guy? <laughs> yeah, like, it's... That's just one of the things he does in that fight. He does so many other things, and that's, oh, like, yeah. a standout one that a lot of people point to, so... That, that was, like, one of the moments in that show. I was like, there's... They're gonna have to do a lot to be able to beat this guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's like um, they, they can't. They can't right now. They just can't. Another really cool jutsu is another Sharingan jutsu. It's uh, Kamui. Both versions, the Kakashi version and the Obito version. I think I like the Obito version a little bit more. I think it's very representative of the character Obito is because he's like a nihilist. And I like the, 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 the idea of making himself like intangible and like sucking things up into his own like void where they basically just disappear is like he like like it's it's like the idea that he tampers with the void is just like so thematically appropriate for like a character who like just believes in nothing and you know like doesn't think like anything is good like i it it, it matches him so well and it's also just super duper cool uh to mm -hmm. see used in fights like before he fights Kakashi, so like so so like the thing is he can, so like he it's really complicated the way it works. But basically, he the Sharingan gets really crazy later on. Like it gets really stupid. And one of the the, the concepts that's introduced is the Mangekyo Sharingan, which is like like Super Saiyan Sharingan, where you basically get your your eye gets a unique ability. And the the Genjutsu mm -hmm. we were just talking about is one of those. And um. Obito's lets him like create a portal to his pocket dimension with like his eye as as like the event horizon, and so he can like suck pretty much anything that's in point blank range or like like uh, within maybe like thirty meters or so like into the dimension, and that includes parts of his own body. Uh, yep. So he can just like effectively phase through attacks, which makes it impossible to hit him. And for the whole series, up like up till like chapter like six fourteen or something out of seven hundred, nobody hits him. Like period. It's the the only way they do it is because Kakashi has his other eye and can access the same dimension and basically warps those pieces of him that he's sucking up in there out of the dimension. And then, like, start warping Naruto into it so that, like, Naruto can, like, like, like that's, the, that's the only person who's able to hit him except for uh, Minato, the fourth Hokage. And the only reason he's able to do it is because, so, like, like the, the, it's really complicated. But the, the, the only way he's able to attack people is by, he has to stop, right? Because if, he, if he's intangible, he can't interact with anybody. So he has to stop you know being invincible for a second if he wants to actually hit people. so he tries to grab minato to suck him into the dimension but minato knows he's going to do this and like like hard reads it so he throws a kunai 
at Obito. But it's not like basically like, you know, one of the kunai knives, one of the shurikens. So he makes it look like he's just trying to hit Obito with a weapon. But the kunai is actually like, it bears the seal that Minato uses to teleport. Like pretty much anything that he marks with the seal, he can teleport. To. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he uses the kunai to like throw it and basically give himself like a moving target that makes him super mobile. It's super dope. And so he throws the kunai at Obito, and Obito's like, ha, you fool, I can fade through it. And he goes to grab Minato, and he thinks he won. And then as soon as he becomes tangible, Minato teleports to the kunai, which is now right behind Obito. And like, like the angle it puts him at, because Obito's like leaning forward to grab him, and they're both moving at like full speed. It puts him like right above him, so he smacks him with a Rasengan and like wins the fight. And that's the only hit Obito takes in the whole series. Like it's it's super overpowered, but like not in a way where you're like, come on, dude, this is stupid, this is dumb. They're like mm -hmm. I don't like this. I just want them to beat him already. But how are they gonna without like something that's super? Like it, it's just cool. Like consistently the whole way through. And I, like I said, I think it fits him thematically uh it's really character appropriate and it's also cool to look at and it's also cool to think about and like like the series doesn't get bogged down explaining most of this like it's all communicated like intuitively and visually so you just like get it like they don't do the shonen thing where they're like hmm, so this is how this but like except for when they explain how like kakashi sucks naruto and like they do explain that but like most of the other stuff doesn't get explained you just like get it by looking at it which is also pretty impressive considering how long it took me to lay all of that out but yeah i might like that a little bit more than shadow clones because being able to like face through stuff and like teleport places would be nice too but mm -hmm. i'd also like to just be able to knock out like all my work in one two thousandth of the time you know that would that'd also be pretty cool just having <laughs> yeah 2000 extra copies of yourself yeah especially when you do uh when you do production work and editing and stuff like that just yeah. be able to like you go record and then you make a shadow clone you're like go edit yeah exactly <laughs> and then i just get to do whatever i want you know uh, yeah pra practically speaking i would totally do shadow clones all day especially when once you figure out that once you reabsorb those shadow clones you gain their experiences yeah yeah exactly so it's like, oh, oh yeah, shadow clones all day. I can and think of at least two really great situations where they would come in handy. And see, the the cool thing is, right? You can you can also make people think that that last rule doesn't apply. So they'll tell a bunch of stuff to your shadow clone, thinking that you'll never oh, yeah. out about it, and then you'll be like, ah, so what's all this that you were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You know, that'd, that'd, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to start with the really dumb questions now just because sure. I, I want to hear the answers. And, like, it's probably questions you've never been asked about Naruto before. So um, feel free to take as much or as little time as you'd like answering these questions. Who is the character with the best and or the worst fashion sense? There's some people, I mean, like, so Rock Lee might be the answer to both questions. <laughs> uh, That's legit. Damn. Like, you know, it, it feels correct to say that. There's some, like, unique uh, outfits on there. 
I think that like Sasuke's later outfit, like the jacket, like like so Orochimaru's original outfit does look kind of stupid. But then I think Sasuke ends up pulling it off really well with like the jacket and like the purple. Naruto's black and orange is like classic shonen. Same as blue and orange. It looks pretty good, but it makes him look goofy. I don't think I'd, I'd give him the award for best look. Uh, Shikamaru's outfit is pretty good. I, I really like like the fishnet top thing um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like the jacket. But yeah, Rock Lee is probably the right answer to both questions. <laughs> Baron? Well, I will say I really, really liked Naruto in his 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 orange and blue, but only when he had the goggles. The I goggles do bring that outfit together. You're right. I've never thought about that, but they do add a lot to and it. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I will say best. I'm still sticking with Naruto when he goes like full stage. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The the stage uh, also looks really, really cool. Oh yeah, that long coat. Oh man, he yeah. is he's boss. And uh, and, and I I will say probably worse will be Rock, which you know don't <laughs> tell my daughter because I was just helping her shop on Amazon and I saw on her wish list a green turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little bit different, you know, jumpsuit and turtleneck kind of. <laughs> All right. Which character are you offering a free ass whooping to? Let's say, for example, you could whoop anybody's ass, like just like somebody who just deserved it. Who's catching equal lefts and rights. Donzo. From, uh... What a dickhead. I hate Donzo. <laughs> And wait, uh, is he the uh, mouth and the hand guy? No, that's Datara. Donzo's the guy with all the sharring gone on his arm. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that's guy. <laughs> Out of all the villains like Naruto has, and it's weird because he's like, kind, so he's like major in like the larger sense of the world, but narratively he's kind of minor. Uh, like, like in terms of like how long he sticks around, I should say he's minor anyway. Out of all the 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 Naruto villains, he's like the the one. Like even probably, I don't know if this is probably not more than Orochimaru, but almost he's the one that like I look at and think like, yeah, this guy's just like pure evil. Like all the other ones except for Orochimaru do have like some like you could uh, view it as noble, like what their goal is through a certain lens, maybe, or, or at the very least, it's not like totally selfish even kakazu is just like he's just like yeah he's like a bounty hunter so like you know he's not he's not like a good guy or whatever but you know he's people do want those jobs done i guess so he's doing somebody a favor but donzo's just like man like whose life are you making better dude nobody's no <laughs> one should like you so yeah i uh that's definitely. yeah it's funny too because I was just thinking about him. We were talking about some other storyline. All I could think of was that guy, and I was like, "Man, I hate him so much." I know, dude. Like he sucks. He's good at being hateable, though. I, I think yeah. that's the whole point. So you know, he's not a bad character, but Aiden, I'm never going to not <laughs> him. Yeah, it's kind of the point of the question. So yeah, like that's perfect. That's a perfect answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you think you would be affected by Naruto's sexy jutsu, sexy jutsu slash reverse harem jutsu? 
it depends on the point in my life, I guess. Right now, I am uh, engaged, so uh, no. But uh, <laughs> when I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, man, I, you know, it was. <laughs> It was rough. You know? <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> so, like, it, depending on, like, what mood Naruto catches me in, yeah, he could probably catch me off guard and, and, and beat me up with it. Like, uh, I'd be like, oh, man, how did, how did this work on me? But, you know, now, no. Before now, like, like a good few years ago, maybe. Like I said, it depends on when in the day I'm leaning sure. Probably though, Baron. Yes. <laughs> Let's just uh, all things considered, we're the same age. Yes, every time I could know it was him doing the sexy jutsu. Yeah, yeah me too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Every time. <laughs> all know? right. All right. <laughs> if oh, what, five if, of you now? That just works even better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If Guy Sensei and Lee asked you to work out with them, what would you say and or do? No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> not so like there's one of two, like I go home that day exhausted and sleep for two days or I feel like shit because I can't because like these guys are so inspired unless I'm like in the same position as them where I just can't do any like ninja arts. I'm just going to be like, man, these guys they got the definition of the short end of the stick. What am I doing? Why am I not working this hard? And I would just go home and be sad. I, either way, it would be a bad day for me. Um, I can't do it. Because um, you just, like, like, even if you tried, you can't keep up with them. They're like, yeah, yeah. we're going to do 4,000 push-ups in like five minutes. And if we can't, then uh, we're going to do uh, 5,000 kicks in uh 10 minutes and if we can't and we got to jump rope uh like a thousand times without failing and it's like oh my god dude is this every day and they would be like yes and you'd be like no i can't, I can't. uh-uh no, don't even you know better <laughs> <laughs> i do but i had to hear you say it <laughs> yeah no no way i could i like he was saying i i could be in the best shape of my life there, and there's no way I could keep up. It's like these these men are clearly overcompensating, and I'm not, <laughs> not even an exaggeration. They are over. Well, Rock is completely overcompensating for his lack of anything else but taijutsu. Yeah. So yeah, and there's no way, no way, no. <laughs> I would try. You know what? I would try if I didn't know anything about him. I would try. I'd be like, you know what? All right, guys. Trying to be my friend. Yeah, they're, they're very friendly, and you know, like they are movie, but they seem nice. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, not be yeah. friendly. I feel like even if you couldn't keep up with them, they would be just 100 encouraging about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't. They wouldn't be dicks about it. That I think that's the good thing. They wouldn't be dicks about it. They're like, oh, try again tomorrow. I'm like, all right. Guy is very hard on Lee, but I think that's just because he knows that's how hard he needs to push the kid. I don't think that they would be like that to anyone else. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. But I'm also convinced that is actually the whole reason why Sasuke is so aloof. I'm pretty yeah. sure that they badgered him when he was younger to come train with him. He did once, and then after that, he just ignored them and just figured, I'll just ignore everybody else because <laughs> I don't want to take a chance. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm this situation again. Yeah. Oh, that's like, good. Sasuke, yeah, like Sasuke was a hard worker as a kid. Like he tried so hard to do that fireball jutsu to impress his dad. And he probably thought, man, I probably train harder than anybody else in the whole village. Then he, then he met Rock Lee once. And I was like, oh, well, I probably train harder than everybody else in the whole village except him. Uh, that guy. <laughs> All right, if you can talk to any character right now, who would it be and what would you say? That's a good question. I would probably ask Orochimaru if he could just, like, bridge the gap and, like, give me chakra. He could probably do it, right? Like, Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, yeah. He'd like, probably have to install some weird gland on you, but... Yeah, you know, he'd be like, yeah, I got some cells from this guy, this guy, this guy. Um... <laughs> The surgery is going to be horrible, and I'm not going to do Anastasia, not because I can't, but because I don't want to. Uh, and, right, right. Uh, then uh, it would be, like, the worst week of my life, but then I'd come out and I'd be able to, to do every every jutsu that I want. But you'd also have the ability to dislocate your jaw. You don't know why. It doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, like, it just be like some random ability that, like... <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional or not, and it'd be a little bit concerning, but you could also do shadow clone, so it'd all be fine. You're just standing there, and you're, like, looking at yourself, then your jaw pops out. You just look over to Orochimaru. Why? Why? <laughs> Baron? I would, uh, Jiraiya, and honestly, I would just want to hang out. Go, just go to a, go to a public bathhouse and, and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dry would make up an excuse and yeah, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I I I get it. <laughs> I know, right. I know uh, what you're doing. I've watched Naruto and he'd be like, what? And you'd be like, I nothing. I mean Right. Yeah. Say, <laughs> like, hey Dry, man, I hooked up with this really hot chick. She she got like long blonde hair and whiskers. Yeah, you, you'd have to sell him, and, and uh, you'd have to convince him by the time that uh, he realizes that you were lying to him, that you're cool anyway, and then be like, ah, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll still hang out. <laughs> what, uh, what character are you reviving? Yep. Mm. Oh, I think you fucking know. <laughs> uh, Minato. What? Oh, that's so sad. You know, that's so sad. I feel so Man. selfish now. <laughs> like, well, so I, I, I would, there would be good, like, uh, aspects to me doing, like, it would be a net positive for everybody, but the real reason is just because I really like Minato. Um, but, I mean, like, that would have, like, a huge ripple effect, because, like, the whole reason that, like, Sasuke's clan got wiped out was because they were, they were already on kind of, like, rocky terms with the village because, like, Minato got elected Hokage. And, like, Sasuke's dad was, like, the strongest dude in the clan at the time, and they really thought he was going to get it. And so they were like, mm -hmm. And then the village knew about this. And so then when the Ninetales attacked, they knew. They were like, who do we know that can, like, control that thing? The Uchiha clan. Who do we know that's mad at us right now? The Uchiha clan. Hmm. But like Minato knew it wasn't any of them, so he would have been able to tell them, and then like they wouldn't have had this whole coup thing happen where they were gonna overthrow the village because they kept getting discriminated against 
and whatever, and Itachi wouldn't have had to wipe out the whole clan. So Naruto would have been happier. Sasuke would have been happier. And by proxy, a bunch of other people would have been happier. Like Itachi wouldn't have had to have his whole life ruined. Um, you know, it would just be it'd just be a good thing for and and Hiruzen, you know, third Hokage, old man, would be able to retire and just not have to do all that paperwork and be in charge of a whole village of magic wizard ninja people like for like 20 more years you know he'd, he'd be able to relax it'd, it'd, it'd be good for everybody i mean it would be sad because his wife would be dead but i think he would be perfectly happy still being able to keep uh you know still still having naruto's company and and baron come on <laughs> i mean i feel real bad now that you know i just got super guilt tripped there accidentally <laughs> Like I said, mine's for selfish reasons. I just like Minato. It would just happen to be really good for people, you know. You're right. You're right. I mean, yeah, I get that. Mine, it's just Naruto might be happy. <laughs> I, I know there would be quite a few people that'd be like, uh, I mean, I'm happy you're back, but mm, am I though? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tsunade would be really happy. She was real upset that he died. She felt yeah. so bad about letting him go. She would still punch him in the face. Yeah. That one of the saddest parts about that um was wasn't wasn't just like the death itself and how it affected Naruto, but specifically like when Naruto went off on Tsunade and yelled at her for letting Jiraiya go when he found out about everything. Like, and everybody told him to calm down and, like, chill out. Like, hey, dude, no, seriously, it's not her fault. And then um, Naruto's like, no, like, uh, Pervy Sage never would have let her go. And she fucking knows that. And I'm very angry at her. And then he just slammed the door and left. And Tsunade just had to sit there and feel like shit. And he knew exactly <laughs> what he was doing. He knew that was what was happening. And he still had to sit there. And be like, yeah, I, I guess he's right. And that sucks, because I like Tsunade, you know? But I was like, yeah, Naruto's got a point, but, like, I don't I don't blame her. You know, Dry was, you know, he convinced her he had it all. But, but I I mean, like, like it wasn't, like, as sad as him actually dying, but I thought that it was a pretty oh, it was, uh, it was like, not character interaction. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, oh, yeah. Tsunade, my daughter knows her as boobs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you think you could win in a ramen eating contest against Naruto? No. And I say this at like, like I can like turn on like bottomless stomach mode if I want mm -hmm. to. Like I ate a whole cake in like a, like a high school uh, at like our Christmas party once just because everybody told me if you can eat the whole cake, you can eat the whole cake. Uh, like you're allowed to. I was like, all right, I got it. And they, like, like basically everybody was willing to give up their one slice of cake if they could watch me eat the whole thing. Otherwise, I was going to have to go buy another one for everybody. And oh, okay. like, all right, I got it. And uh, I barely did it, but I did eat the whole cake. And mm -hmm. that, like, that almost killed me. I was like, oh my God, this was a horrible idea. Naruto. <laughs> Like in some of those shots, he has like ten bowls. Yeah, that's that's uh, my big concern. Yeah. <laughs> Go out and eat with the man. Yes, totally. All right. So but, if you had to win in a ramen eating contest against Naruto, how would you pull it off? Like, how would you how would you sabotage Naruto? How would you ninja your way out of this contest? 
I would put a ceiling jutsu in one of the bowls that subtly refills it in a way that makes it look like like so there's more like that he wouldn't be able to notice it because it it wouldn't be like it keeps refilling refilling over and over it just refills in a way that like basically each time he eats one bowl is like two bowls i still think i might lose (laughs) (laughs) now now is the contest how many we can eat or how fast we can eat like one bowl um i'm i'm gonna assume it's how many I'm gonna say it's, it's how many. Damn, I don't know. But then again, you could say the way you win in the Romney contest is you try to change the parameters of the test. You go, I, hey, I, instead I, of seeing, I, instead of seeing how many we can eat, let's change it to how fast we can eat this, and try to convince him and change the parameters of the test. I would rather, I think, like if I. If I would, if I were to die, like if I lost this contest, I think I would rather fight Naruto than try and out <laughs> eat him. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> like, like under any conditions, I think it is very, very difficult. All right, all right. Yeah, I would have a better chance beating him in a physical fight. <laughs> like no ninja powers, as I am now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like he's like Goku level food. I there you can't. Yeah, exactly. All right. What's uh what's one thing you learned from watching Naruto? I learned a lot. Like I said, I, I, I resonate a lot with Sasuke um now, but when I was a kid, man, like Naruto was so like so important to me like i i it was basically like for, like for me it was you know okay if naruto can get through this then i can get through whatever it was that i needed to you know he had it so rough and he didn't care and you know as a kid you don't really get the impression i i feel like every kid has a bit of main character syndrome and you don't really get the impression that other people um, are like facing like unique issues of their own or whatever. So for like with Naruto, it focused so heavily on how many things he had to overcome. Like, cause you know, there's plenty of like shows and cartoons and whatever the kids watch where like, you know, there's characters like this that do that, you know, that have their work cut out for them. But I think the way that it's framed with Naruto was really, really, really good for me and where I was when I was that age, it, it's, it's hard to say, um, it's hard to put the exact lesson into words. Cause I don't think it's as simple as like never give up or whatever. And you can also get that from any shonen, but, but I do sure. that, uh, I, I think you guys get what I'm saying well enough. Mm-hmm. That, um, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't have to, uh, like, I guess like label it. I think everything that you're explaining right now is some something that we get and most people listening to this podcast was get. I mean, like, you know, we're all geeks. We're all nerds. We've all faced a lot of adversities growing up where people look at you and go, they, they judge you immediately because you're, you know, a nerd or a geek or whatever. And, you know, and not to mention anything else that you've got going on. That's just on top of whatever else you got going on in your life. You know, that's just one more thing you have stacked against you. And, uh, you know, you just got to keep going. And that's a good lesson to learn from Naruto, I think. I Mm -hmm. think that the 
that the nine tails, the whole demon fox thing, intentional or not, is a really good allegory for whatever character quirks people may have for me it was adhd and i didn't know about it until i was in like first or second grade and this seemed like insurmountable to me when i was a kid like again and this was also a thing like i didn't really have like i i don't think i i had the capacity like like the, the brain capacity necessary to get that like no this is something that could like this is something or something like this could be affecting all sorts of different people you know that that i go to school with or whatever it felt like like a me exclusive issue and just to find out that like i had what felt like at the time this unique disadvantage that made you know life like a lot harder for me like a spe like like in a school environment adhd is like a death sentence dude it is so hard to pay attention in class oh yeah like like stuff like a clock with hands is enough of a stimulus to distract you and you just start thinking mm -hmm. about like stupid shit like how do they make this clock you know uh what's what's like like you know like stuff that like th is not going to benefit you at all but just like you can't help it and it takes away from your ability to focus um and i, I did fine in, in school well enough like like academically it was just socially like i had a lot of issues like reading people and and then eventually it sort of flipped uh, people started to like me, but around that uh, point in time, uh, I just, for whatever reason, just couldn't care less about schoolwork. And, um, you know, just seeing Naruto uh, take the, the whole Ninetales thing and eventually turn it into a positive thing, um, like, you know, like owning it, befriending the Ninetales, I feel like that's something that anybody with, like, a similar, like, condition or, like, mental illness or whatever could probably relate to because now I don't think of ADHD as like a character flaw. I feel like it's kind of definitive of who I am. Like the fact that I'm so scatterbrained and juggle so many things in my head at once, I couldn't imagine myself without it. So again, this is one of those things where I feel like I'm, I'm struggling to figure out exactly how to label it like conceptually, but I do think that is probably one of the most important things that anything could have shown me uh when i was a kid and you know like i like naruto was really important to me when i was younger for that reason and um I, that that's just one of the themes too but i do think that was probably uh personally the most important one for me i have to say that that's really profound and i think anybody who's listening who isn't quote unquote neurotypical is going to be able to completely relate to what you're saying i mean i grew up with uh with adhd and add and ocd and clinical depression and all this other stuff too and like i was part of the add generation when yeah. like you know they were just figuring out about add and like they were diagnosing almost everybody with it so like i went through a slightly different struggle where i didn't feel like i was the only one like a bunch of my classmates were also being diagnosed with add and adhd but we were all on different medications it was all affecting us all differently and a lot of the adults were looking at us and going that's not real yeah, you know yeah I, mean? like I you had exactly what you mean. even I had to yeah. deal with a little bit of that and it was infuriating. Oh yeah. I, I mean I'm 42 years old. I mean when I was a kid it's like all of the, you know, things that we have now to help kids with the ADHD, the autism and stuff like, you know, back then it was, you know, man up or, you know, just you're you're just you're hyper. That's yeah. that, that was the big one. It's like, I'm so glad that we've made some leaps and bounds in that still got a long way to go 
Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, like like another thing about Naruto that I found it easy to relate to is I didn't live with my biological parents either. I was adopted uh by by my grandparents. So like, you know, and like that was one of the things about him too, uh, was that he didn't know who his biological family was, but he was able to find a father figure in Iruka and then eventually um Jiraiya and I think that also having that like Naruto was like a really big like emotional anchor for me when I was a kid and I think he helped me cope with a lot of things that I would have been clueless about if I didn't have you know not just the series but him like as a character absolutely and and like I said I think that's really profound do you even be able to look at that and be able to acknowledge that because there's a lot of people who have the same thing with a character but they would never be able to put their finger on why they identify with that character. And just the simple fact that you can look at that character and go, yes, I see myself in this character for these reasons is awesome. Yeah. It's like, I mean, Shonen does this a lot. Um, like it's not like a uniquely Naruto thing. It's not even a uniquely Shonen thing, but I do think that um, having a, a story where the main character is like down on his luck or like, like a loser or, you know, like is, is flawed in, so many different ways is so much more interesting than having a like a power fantasy esque like I, I like the same reason I don't find Superman interesting. Yeah, like I mean, so super like Superman can can be cool, but you just have to focus yeah. on this different aspects of him than how powerful he is. You like the, right exactly about Superman. It's it's not that oh he's this strong. It's it's anything else that you could choose to focus on. You know, it's why like for example, Breaking Bad was so uh, popular because like even though Walt did all these horrible things, like man, he like his life sucked, right? Like if if Walt had been like you know like a hyper like 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 if Walt had had his whole life you know laid out in front of him everything was good he didn't have anything to worry about then i think the reception to breaking bad would have been totally different and i think the same applies to something like naruto it, it's really good to you know give people who are worried that you know they're not doing enough or that something's wrong with them like you know to just let them know like no 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 other people got the same stuff going on you you're good dude don't worry about it i think that's really that kind of trope is being seen a lot now too yeah, you have you have the like the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy. Yeah, where you have you know Ray come out. I do like Ray. I'm not shitting on her character or anything, but she comes out pretty much a born Jedi, ready to go. Yeah, and and, and yeah, like like I don't hate Ray or whatever. Like I don't think yeah. like, she's the worst thing that's ever happened. But yeah, she's just like. Like, I don't know. There's nothing to anchor yourself in there, right? Right. Um, whereas with, with Naruto, you got, like, how can you not want this kid to succeed, right? Like, he's the most lovable little guy ever, and it, all of this stuff has happened to him that's just so unfair. And, like, even in a series where you got somebody like Rock Lee, who's, you know, like, even less privileged than Naruto is, right? Like, this, this guy is, like... Like, like he's got nothing, you know, at least, you know, Naruto can do ninjutsu and stuff like you still feel sympathy for him. And and it's not as it's, I don't I also don't think it, it feels like a pity party either, because Naruto is not the only, like one of the biggest things in the series is like Gara is has the same issues that Naruto has being the whole Jinchuriki thing, except it's even worse for him. And it's turned him into a monster. And I think one of the most powerful moments in the series, Um, it, it doesn't. 
you know, hit me as hard as it did when I was a kid. Uh, but like when Naruto, like, like when he fought Gara and he didn't end the fight by like, trying to kill him or whatever, you know, like he, 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 he made sure that Gara understood he knew where he was coming from. And he was like, no, dude, seriously, it can get better. Just open yourself up to other people. Not all of them are going to treat you this way. That that's so good, you know. It's so much. Yeah, uh huh. And I mean, it, it completely changes who Gara is, right? Like, like the character from the tuning exams and the character after the tuning exams are not the same person at all. Oh, and no. it's thanks to Naruto, and it doesn't feel forced either. It's so good. Right. Yeah, that that was so good. I, I loved it, and and I and I think I loved how. Like we were going along with Naruto's transformation, but what a lot of people weren't seeing was Naruto's transformation of everybody else. Yes, exactly. Um, was, you know, he, he, there's there's sort of a, a a meme in the Naruto community. People call it talk no jutsu whenever uh, he talks the villain down and changes their mind. Um, and it is kind of funny uh, on a surface level, but I think it's pretty effective every time he does it. I don't think it ever feels like inorganic or like it couldn't happen. Like he really is like, you know, hitting the emotional core of all of these villains and getting them to change their minds because like that's what he does. He like gets them and like where they're coming from. And I think that that's a super cool character trait of his. And I, I don't I don't really like think any other um, shonen protagonists like like have it. And I'm surprised because it feels like a distinctly shonen thing. Like you know, uh, the bad guys turn good or whatever. Like it happens in Dragon Ball Z all the time. But I don't think it's because Goku convinces them to stop being an asshole. I think it's just because they kind of realize they, they should stop being an asshole. Like, Piccolo just does it by himself. Vegeta kind of mm -hmm. does it by himself. You know, but, but, like, Naruto actually is, like, the catalyst for these, like, character changes that these people go mm -hmm. through. So, uh, Baron, uh, sorry to make you follow that, but what's the one thing you learned from Naruto? Well, I learned a lot just from that. That <laughs> I, I learned that from the show and that made me realize it um but I, I would say that the big thing would be like as a storyteller i learned that relatable villains are doable and they're intriguing and they're more they're they're better for a story and the whole evil for evil sake thing that's just kind of how i thought it was done but really this show and i I don't think I'd seen it anywhere else. And if I had, they it didn't make that big of an impact on me. But Naruto, re, the, the storytelling in Naruto really showed me that the relatable villain is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, actually, um, that's just as important to me, too, because I like to write as well. And whenever I approach creating a villain, I... Like, I can't do, like, you know, uh, like, because, like, you know, like, the Emperor from Star Wars is great, right? Everybody likes him. Um, but, like, I, that, I can't do that. Like, I have to have, why are they doing this? And it cannot be as simple as they are selfish or they want X or Y. If that is the answer to the question, there has to be an answer to, well, why are they like this? And I think that those kind of, like, even when it's somebody like Orochimaru, there's still an interesting reason for why he ended up like that, you know? Um, like, that, that there's a really nuanced relationship that he had between himself and Kyrusen, where he was clearly a troubled kid, and he had, like, and just liked him too much because like he saw so much potential in this kid and he didn't scold him enough and didn't get a hold of him and hold him accountable 
for all the horrible things he did. And eventually, like, you know, they just had no sense of discipline or consequence. And, uh, you know, like, you never know. Maybe Orochimaru would have turned out like this uh, anyway. It's not clear. But what is made clear is that Hiruzen should have done more to prevent him from turning him into the person he is. And, like, that sort of, like, I, I had never seen anything like that before I watched Naruto. And it's definitely, like, in other fiction but like i think seeing something like this at such an early age where like all the villains are nuanced and complex was really important as somebody who uh yeah, yeah like you like does like to write stories and really finds villains fascinating when you have to stop and ask wait is this the bad yeah. guy <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Like, even Sasuke, like, when he's going off and doing all this just, you know, horrible, unforgivable stuff, like, you get it, because it's like, well, man, like, I, like, if my, look, like, if, if I found out that my whole brother killed my whole family, and I had lived my whole life thinking that's because that is an evil man, and it is my moral duty to kill him, make sure he can't hurt anybody else like he hurt me. And and then you know after that whatever I'll I'll, I'll figure out what like and that's that's my whole life purpose and I found out that actually he had to do it and it was some fucking old piece of shit who put <laughs> all my family members eyeballs in his arm after my brother killed them all because no, because he made that like dude. I don't know how I would cope with that. Like, like, like you and like I, I think the moment where Obito tells all this to Sasuke is like beautiful too, because you can see he, like he, like, like he's rejecting it not because he's actively choosing to, but because he cannot, like, like that, like he just can't deal like with like the 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 idea that he has been like. Like that, what he's dedicated his whole life to has been like bullshit. Like, like, and you can see like everything falling apart, like, and look on his face, and it's like it's super like like realistic too. You know, like like uh, I know uh, Ricky mentioned earlier that sometimes you know the uh, the dialogue in Naruto can be a little iffy, and I agree. But there's mm -hmm. some scenes where the like it, it's it's like you're viewing real life. Like Sasuke is like breathing heavily. He he's like like interrupting Obito like erratically like no that 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 doesn't make any sense you've got to be lying you're manipulating me you know this and that and like you can see him like snapping and slowly realizing that like yeah this probably is true um and it's like so cool and a lot of people don't like him after that happens and they're just like oh it doesn't make any sense uh, one of the most infuriating points to me is you find out that itachi did wipe out the whole clan because you know like he he, he actually liked the village right and he wanted to he wanted to protect the village from an insurrection that would lead to it getting destroyed or ripped in half or whatever. And Sasuke, after finding this out, uh, is, is resolute to destroy the village because he hates what it made his brother do. And people are like, that doesn't make any sense. If he loves Itachi so much, why would he want to go against what Itachi wanted? But, but the, 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 whole, like, the whole thing is, well, so, like, Sasuke loves Itachi, but he doesn't care that that's what he wanted. It, like, his, like, he is so angry that he's just like, look, I get, like, like I get that this is what he taught you wanted, but I disagree. I like, I hate that play. Like, he can't. And, and I don't know. Like, like, I think, like, I don't think I that people get that Sasuke, like, like Kishimoto recognizes Sasuke is wrong, but mm -hmm. like Sasuke can't, like, 
how is he supposed to process all that? You know what I mean? It's so like, I don't know, man. I think it's really cool. And I, I think that Sasuke is probably my favorite Shonen rival because like Kishimoto does so much with him and you really get inside his head and see why he's doing the things he does. And I love him. He's so compelling. I'm, I'm sorry I'm rambling so much. No, no, no. No, you're fine. This is great. Um, I will say though, with, like with Sasuke, I, there has been there were times throughout the course of it that I was wondering if maybe Sasuke was actually the main character of the show. Yeah, exactly. If he, if they put him on screen more, he probably would have been. Yeah, let me. I, I could have totally watched a series about Sasuke too. He's just as compelling as Naruto. Sometimes even more so, you know. Um, yeah. The 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 whole five Kage summit arc is is so is so cool. Um, and, and that fight with Donzo is awesome. It is one of the most satisfying things I've ever seen in fiction. <laughs> yeah, that, that was great. I, you know, I would have really liked after they would have, after they ended Shippuden, if they would have done a Sasuke show, like yeah. where he's out on his own doing the whole protecting the village from the outside thing. Yeah. Come on. There is a light novel uh, about that, and it's pretty good. I think they did adapt it into a filler arc, so you can just watch it if you don't feel like reading it. But I would have liked to see even more of it, because Sasuke is super cool. And I, I also think that one of the most satisfying moments in fiction ever, again, is when Sasuke finally, like, Naruto's, like, you know, talking people out of being, uh, you know, evil or, you know, just, just hate-filled finally works on Sasuke. Like, like, because you've been waiting for that moment where Sasuke, like, snaps out of it for the whole show, right? And, you know, he finally listens to Naruto, and, like, you get even more insight into the way he thinks and has been thinking, like, the whole time. And it, it's just so good, dude. Sasuke is such a great character. And people hate him. They are incorrect. It's not even a matter of opinion. He's just a good character. Um... And like I didn't like him when I was a kid either because like he was the exact sort of person that I didn't like, you know, this like super talented, like um, you know, things always seem to go his way, uh like, you know, like oh man, this kid's better than me at everything. How am I ever supposed to be as cool as this? Like like I hated that. And then like, you know, as I grew older, I was just like, oh no, man, like like, like the fact that, like, I, I, re I recognize that the fact that I viewed Sasuke that way was like an issue, and like, I, I it was just like a sign that I was narrow-minded because I was like, 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 not that I didn't like him. I didn't think that was an issue. I thought the fact that I thought he he had it better than Naruto just because he was good at stuff was bad because it was like, no, his whole family's dead. I like I, I shouldn't and you know like I think it gave me empathy for people like even if my first impressions of people were bad I think you know Sasuke just being there and being written to be unlikable initially uh, and then like be like like the fact that you're like like I, I it feels very intentional that like you know on a surface level he's just a dick and then slowly gradually the series focuses more on the way he sees things. It feels like a very intentional way to make you feel bad for not liking him at first. And like, you know, like I, I think it showed me, you know, to, to just just think more critically about about the way that I view other people and try to be as empathetic as possible. Uh, because, you know, it's like it's like I, I think I made my point. Like I said, I'm just rambling. But, you know, yeah. like, he's so good. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff that you can like look at Sasuke and like 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 just just learn. No, I, I completely agree. He is very compelling.
All right. Um, I almost feel bad asking the silly questions at this point. Um, after all that, wow. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. Um, let's say. You know what? Um, I think I'm going to ask one more question, and we can take as much time as we want. If if you summoned an animal as a jutsu, what would what would your summon be? There's a lot of cool ones. I'm I'm trying to think. I'm surprised this isn't something that I've already thought about. <laughs> I actually do really like frogs. I, I've I've always thought that they're that they're like super super cool uh, and like they're, they're adorable too, right? Uh, you know, with the little riveting mm -hmm. stuff. So I might actually be be just a toad summoner like Jiraiya, like Naruto, like Minato. I mean, the, maybe, the, the frogs and the toads. Sage mode. The frogs and the toads, I mean, like, that's, they, Naruto takes that straight out of actual, like, ninja lore. I mean, yeah. like, if you look at, like, the, the stories that were told among ninjas, you know, back when ninjas were actually a thing. I mean, like, the, the, the toads and the frogs and the turtles and, uh, there, there's a great big fable about the, uh, the, the toads and the turtles. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, uh, Naruto actually takes a lot of inspiration from classical uh, Japanese folklore, uh, which mm -hmm. is like a lot of the techniques are named after Shinto gods uh, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Jiraiya, Tsunade, and Orochimaru are all characters from a classic fable. But yeah, I, I think it's very cool. Like, the, like with just one of the powers, the Renegon, like the stuff that, like the amount of references to shinto mythology and just that ability is like insane that there, there's like so much like if you like like i guess like if you like studied it and then like you watched or read all of naruto you'd be geeking out the whole time right like right. You know, it's like it's like just cool little references for people who know their uh their japanese mythology and whatnot and yeah that that is um that's a cool example of it as well so yeah i think i think if if you you're sticking with frog or toad. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Am I am I sticking with like the things that they have normally done in Naruto, or am I yeah. just like whatever you want. Kind of animal? Yeah, whatever you want. Um, you know, I was originally thinking, I was originally thinking a bear. That'd be cool. That'd be scary. That'd be sweet, right? Imagine like a big bear, like the size of Naruto's big frog. Oh yeah, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then there, there's, there's even like in the Japanese lore, there's a the uh, Onikuma, that that would be badass to like summon a bear, and its name is Onikuma. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Or that'd be that'd be my tailed beast. No tails. <laughs> there's actually <laughs> uh, zero tails in one of the movies, but it's like it's not it's super non-canon right like it oh, like, okay. like it's very very non-canon so my zero tails uh bear is uh just as canon then yes yes exactly nice. <laughs> i think uh i'd i mean just just out of pure like of the animal i'd either go with a a red panda or a tanuki mostly yeah. for the same reasons i mean like they're pretty similar looking honestly I, the red panda, just because I really enjoy the red panda, um, and just I feel like it'd be one of those summons that, like, you'd summon it and people would go, "Oh, I don't have to worry about that thing," and then it would do something. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, oh god!" And then, like, you know, the tanuki just for like the the standard 
it's for the folklore reasons. I mean, like I the, the tie-ins would be, would be super of, cool. I would yeah. be afraid of the jutsu that the tanuki would teach you, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would definitely be some sort of expansion jutsu. You'd have oh, to be yeah. careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the funniest references to uh, Japanese uh, folklore in the series is Gara's gourd being a reference to the uh, the Tanuki. Yes. Yeah, I think that's very funny. Uh, <laughs> and and Gara still manages to look very scary and imposing. Yeah, isn't that his isn't his beast kind of like it is supposed to be? Yeah, the the Tanuki. Yes. Oh, okay. Like the <laughs> demon version of it. Nice. Which makes yeah, even more sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it having the mask, so I was like, eh, that's, that's kind of a Tanuki. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, man. That Gara. He's a card. Yeah, he's something. <laughs> Before we uh, wrap it up, is there anything that we did not get to that either of you would like to say or any guild decrees you'd like to make? My guild decree is um, Sasuke is great. That is a fact i think everybody here agrees but sasuke is cool well just no for all, right. allowed. all the all, for all the doubters sasuke is great yeah he, he is in fact maybe the coolest um i think like the only other like pitch perfect example of like that character archetype is zuko that's really about it right oh yeah like, i i don't even like like Vegeta is a shonen rival, but I don't think he's like the Sasuke kind, so I don't think he really counts. But like, you know, like the the the, the really like edgy, like like assholey, like you know, selfish, but goes through a character arc where eventually they just become all like stoic. Like I think Sasuke is like a perfect example of it. Zuko is a perfect example of it. A lot of the other ones are just not as good. Um. Maybe there's some other like really good ones, but I can't, I'm I'm struggling to think of any off the top of my. I mean, head. like you're, I'm, honestly, it's it's a good point either way. I mean, like yeah. yeah, I mean, like a lot of those characters, like you said, like Vegeta, Vegeta remains an asshole. Like yeah. I mean, like he might do some cool things or, or things for the greater good every once in a while, but he remains an asshole. Like he just like, like so. The most infuriating thing about Vegeta is he has such a good end to his character arc in the Buu saga. And mm -hmm. like, like, like when he just admits that Goku's better than him and like, you know, he's just like, whatever, you know, like one of the coolest lines he has is like on my pride, I'll like buy you that minute. Like that is, that is the best way to like condense like, yeah, okay. I've given up trying to be better than you. I am now actually on your side and fighting for the greater good. Like, like that, that is the most effective way to condense like that idea into a line. And then mm -hmm. super just reverts him back. To an asshole. Yeah. And it's like, dude, yeah. come on. No. That's that's Toriyama for you in a nutshell, though. <laughs> you guys I mean, like, it. he's like, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna continue this, I wanna go back to I, I'm gonna go back to my comforts. And well, that's I, that's I think, Toriyama in a nutshell. I think it's even like visual visually like communicated that he goes through a character regression because like like in Dragon Ball Z. He slowly loses pieces of the Saiyan armor, like as he adapts to life on Earth and starts to chill out. And so then in Super, he gets some of it back and goes through a character regression. So I guess you're like, whatever, I guess that makes sense. But it's still frustrating because, yeah. you know, he was right there and they took it away from him. 
So uh, unfortunately, I, now I do like Vegeta, but I think he peaks at like the early series, right? Like I'll only say one other thing about Dragon Ball before we end up doing another two hours on Dragon Ball. Uh, <laughs> I will give. I will give Vegeta one one moment in Super where he teaches that kid how to turn Super Saiyan and the way he yeah. does it. Like, That's it is a very Vegeta way to do it, but, like, you can tell he did it 100% out of care. So... Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think that was good, but most of Vegeta and Super is just, I hate Kakarot. And it's like, come on, man, you're better than this. You're better, you're better than this. Baron, anything else about Naruto that you wanted to say or any Guild Decrees you wanted to make? Uh, I think I, I, oh, oh, sorry, my bad. I didn't. No, 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 you got something else hit me. I was going to say, uh, I'm good with the Sasuke one. I just need people to accept that. Uh, also, maybe actually give Sakura just a little bit more credit. She does, I get, she she does get sidelined a a lot, but when she's doing stuff, she's doing stuff. She does on Kaguya right in the back of the head. Win the fight for them. So, my guild decree: Sakura is a badass. She is. She is a badass. I'm not even just saying that for you because she is a badass. I like her when she gets that uh, whatever tattoo thing that she yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a badass. She's it's way a, better than Tsunade. Yeah, like Sorry, she, she, she punches the ground and it's like a nuclear <laughs> nuclear bomb going off. Yeah. Dude. Like. Even Naruto gets a little scared, and this is like this is like full like Golden Cloak everything Naruto right like he he's he's like almost like at his peak of power, and he sees Sakura throw a punch. He's like, oh okay, she's kind of scary. So you know she's it's pretty impressive, pretty strong. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess uh, big thanks out to Swag Kage for coming out here and uh, definitely teaching me a whole lot of stuff of a uh, series that I actually love quite a bit thank you rick for uh putting me into the world of naruto on more than one occasion and making me realize that i'm much more the pervy sage than i thought i was <laughs> and um yeah I, I really i really think that this uh we we covered so much and really most of it was just shipping and we, we yeah. probably talk uh, all about naruto and, uh, you know, maybe five minutes of Baruto, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sure is something they did. That's a show that happened. <laughs> yeah, it sure is real. <laughs> That's a thing that exists. Uh, <laughs> what if? What, what if? if came from aliens. that's so cool oh man that's so neat all right uh swag kage if uh people like what you had to say today and they want to find you somewhere else on the internet where can they find you primarily on youtube and on twitter at uh, swag kage that's my username on both but um more than that because the channel's already doing fine uh more than that uh if you have to pick between checking out either of those and checking out what I'm about to say, please, I am writing a web comic. It's coming along really slow. I've only been releasing like one chapter every six months. I'm on like chapter, only two are out right now. And I started last year. My artist just takes a while because, you know, he's busy doing his own stuff. And this is a passion project for both of us. And he's really, really good at it. But it is called uh, High Art. It's on Webtoon. It's shonen inspired. There's not there's there's not a lot you can get out of it yet, but uh, I think the first two chapters are really good. It's gonna get better. 
please read it. More than anything else, I'd really like if this succeeds because I've always wanted to be a writer. And uh, that's something else that I could talk about for ages and ages and ages and ages. Of course, if you just like Naruto, check out my videos too. You'll probably get a kick out of them. But uh, please, if you could read the webcomic. I, prom I promise you won't be disappointed. If uh, someone were only to watch one of your videos on YouTube, which one would you direct them to? Probably my my Renegon video. I made that one forever ago. That's the one that like blew me up, and I'm still really happy with the way it turned out just because of how comprehensive it is and uh, how well I managed to convey the information. I made it before I was even making enough money to like move out. Uh, I was like fresh out of high school, but uh, you know it's it's what blew me up, and it's a video that I'm still really proud of. Well, thanks for tuning in to this uh, episode of Caster's Guild. Uh, if you liked it, share it with a friend. You can also find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash castersguild and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash guildtrain. If you have any questions uh, for us or our guests or have any ideas of what you'd like to talk about in this cast, please email us at castersguild at gmail.com and uh, we will see you around. Bye. 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 <laughs>